What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast. Uh, this one's going to be short. I just want to talk about curiosity. Um, haven't talked about this in a while, probably in the 30 or 40s uh, episode-wise. I talked a lot about this. Um, you know, those that know me personally, those that know me professionally, uh, those that know me just overall, they know that I genuinely appreciate curiosity. I genuinely think there should be a momentum, a creation of curiosity within every single culture, definitely at the startup level, definitely at the small business level. Uh, a couple things. Number one, one thing that startups have to stop doing is they have to stop allowing curiosity, new ideas, innovation, starting at the very, very top. I genuinely understand that if you are starting an app or if you have done something uh, with the medical sector or if you have done something in the AI sector or whatever type of startup you have, I genuinely understand that whoever started the company, whoever were the first three to five to seven hires, if they're on the tech side, the coding side, the product side, I genuinely understand that you guys have an understanding of the market, you have an understanding of uh, the intellectual property, you have an understanding at a macro and depth level around what is probably best, and you have a lot of ideas. You're, 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 you're very brilliant individuals. But what I also understand is you're not the only brilliant individuals out here, and there's a lot of other great ideas. And so I guess the very first thing I want to do is I want uh, founders, leaders of companies to understand that Yes, you guys are put in those executive positions for a reason, but that does not mean that everything that you're thinking needs to inevitably come from the top. Everything you're executing against does not need to come to the, from the top. You all have skills and obviously you're all doing a lot of great work, but there are also other people within the organization have a lot of great ideas and a lot of great skills. And you need to understand how to unpack them, how to uh, extract the value and the silver linings from them. So that's just a macro kind of behavior change. Think outside the box. Think outside of yourself. Strip away ego. Um, I think the second thing that I want to talk about is creating a curiosity assessment. I think a lot of leaders that are afraid of implementing curiosity into their culture, they're afraid of the inbound. They're afraid of catching um they're afraid of getting ideas that are catching them at bad times. You know, founders of companies, whether you're 70 people deep, 50 people deep, 250 people deep, 500 people deep, you guys are dealing with a lot. There's a lot of new ideas circling in your head. There's a lot of decisions to make. There's a lot of things to keep in track. There's a lot of uh, structure. There's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. And so instead of uh, negatively pushing down a lot of ideas, which inevitably you're going to be driving down the curiosity innovation lens of your culture by ignoring, pushing down, completely uh, tossing to the side the inbound of ideas, whether that's catching something, you know, catching you in the office, scheduling a Zoom call, sending you an email, sending you a DM, sending you a text. What I found to be interesting is people that create curiosity assessments that maybe go out on a bi-weekly basis, that maybe go out on a quarterly quarterly basis, where you are allowing your company to identify the aspects of the company culture, the aspects of product, the aspects of marketing, the aspects of branding, the aspects of innovation, the aspects of operations, the aspect of legal, the aspects of anything that can help the company uh, get to another level. And you allow individuals to, to fill out that assessment, write out their ideas, give you a lot of depth and true thoughts for you to decipher and unpack over the course of time. 
Now, if you're going to utilize a curiosity assessment, if you're going to kind of package those ideas because you want to create an environment of curiosity, what you have to do is you actually have to act on that. Now, acting on that doesn't mean you have to put each and every idea into action because obviously not each and every idea is going to be valuable. But what you have to do from an inclusive nature is you have to at least thank your people for bringing up all the amazing ideas and try your best to extract silver linings from each and every idea. And at some point, make sure your internal management teams are talking to the individuals that brought forth ideas and thank them for the ideas. Talk to them about how those ideas sparked potentially new ideas, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You cannot just, I guess what I'm saying is you cannot just ignore, you can't just, you know, implement the task of putting together a curiosity assessment and think that's going to create a culture of curiosity. You also have to go to the next step, which is find ways to implement the inbound of new ideas, innovation, et cetera, et cetera, because that's how you're really going to create that curiosity culture day in and day out, month in and month out, year in and year out uh, to kind of perpetualize and turn into something that is valuable, that is consistent. Um, the third thing, guys. I think we have to build uh, curiosity into the development. So I think, you know, you have to help people actually think. So that's another thing that I'm actually even I'm not even an expert in this. So I'm not even going to give you any tangible uh, best practices. I'm hoping that this piece of content, this last tip can be the inspiration for someone to find different ways to do that. I think people inherently don't know how to think. And what I mean by that is I think we all know how to execute a deliverable. But I don't think people are great at coming up with ideas. I don't think people are great at coming up with out of the box thinking. I don't think people are great at being curious. I just don't think that's natural for human beings. Now, whether that was their mom, their dad, the schooling system, whether there's uh, moments in their career where they were very curious and very outside the box thinking and managers pushed them down, whatever the reason is, I don't think people are naturally great at curiosity, great at ideas. And so if you guys can improve individuals around kind of developing their curiosity muscle, if you will, I think there's a lot of good that can happen there. And then that's when you can implement the overall uh, curiosity assessment. I mean, that's where you can put in different tools and processes to kind of accept that inbound. But at the end of the day, you have to find ways to even allow people to understand that they have a curiosity muscle to flex. And so for me, all this is great and all this is pretty simple and elementary. But now the, lever the very last part that we all have to remember, which is kind of the first thing that I said, is it all come it all comes back down to leaders having emotional intelligence within themselves, leaders having awareness, leaders being empathetic and understanding that if you are going to take the progressive steps at an operational level, because what we're talking about today are tactics, are things, are actual best practices, behaviors that can actually happen. If you're going to do these things, you have to have the emotional intelligence, that awareness, that empathy to know that you are now stepping into the territory of creating autonomy, creating a momentum, creating a shift of, of a lot of ideas. And so you have to live into those ideas. You have to create a culture of inclusive nature. You cannot make anyone feel bad or wrong or indifferent or dumb or stupid for ideas and curiosity. And another thing, you have to start promoting people uh, 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 providing financial bonuses 
to people, uh, incentivizing people to remain thoughtful, right? So if someone looks at an operational flow or a workflow or an overall marketing initiative and they are curious to figure out how they can improve it, you have to strip away ego. You need to congratulate them for coming up with that idea. You have to congratulate, like perfect example, Angela is a new founder of the E1B2 Collective and particularly uh, Startup EX. She has been looking into things that we have put in place already and I'm promoting and pushing and driving and exciting her to be curious, be different, strip away, ruin, fuck up anything that I put in place. I don't give a shit. It's not for me. It's for the client. It's for the startup company. It's for the employees. It's for the people. That's the biggest thing about this whole entire initiative around curiosity. The biggest killer of curiosity is when you actually act, you know, you actually make someone feel like they're dumb or wrong or stupid for being curious and or you're not extracting silver linings or you're making it feel as though them being curious is a knock or a dent or a, 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 a dark spot on your ego, on who you are. This has nothing to do with you, pal. This has nothing to do with you, Derek. This has nothing to do with you, Sarah. This has nothing to do with you, anyone, right? It has nothing to do with you guys. This is about making the product better. This is about making the operation better. This is about making a better business. This is about serving the people. And if that is gonna be your inevitable goal, you need to create processes and infrastructure and environments and vibes that promote and that excite and that love and that, you know, appreciate curiosity. So that is, I think the biggest thing at just a macro energy level is that you have to be okay with that. That means stripping away ego. That means uh, checking yourself at the door. You know, that means when you see that email come across to where they want to redo something that you've worked six months to put in place, that means living into that. That means sitting down at your computer looking at the email, looking at every single word, looking at every single suggestion and finding every way in your power to remove yourself from the equation and put things in place in your head from a sequencing standpoint and say, huh, did I miss something? Is something else with what they're saying, you know, more beneficial or more productive or different? Is there enough of a variance here that I should replace what they're suggesting and to what I've already put in place? And am I comfortable with this adjustment? Is this inevitably going to be the best for the employee or the best for the company or the best for our partners, whatever the goal is? Like, you have to be super objective with that. Strip away all ego. This is not about you. This is about the end consumer. This is about the company. And if you can do that and then go to that person that sent you that email and congratulate them, thank them, you know, promote them even. Um, then you're going to start seeing a perpetual momentum of curiosity, uh, you know, spreading throughout the company like wildfire. So those are a few thoughts. I'm going to touch, uh, touch base with, um, what am I saying? I'm going to touch base with a few of my partners to figure out if we can make another kind of 2.0 of this, of this episode to go deeper into a few of these, uh, these high level things that I talked about today. But, uh, I think there's enough there to excite you, to motivate you guys to potentially change a perspective and a behavior. And, um, we'll touch base soon.